the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Monday. It is Super Bowl week. It is the Waste Management, a.k.a. the Phoenix Open as well. The uh, well, the, the biggest party in golf happening right here in the Valley of the Sun. For all of you uh, tourists out here that fly in for the event, welcome. It's going to get rainy uh, here most of the week, but hopefully uh, on the weekend it'll be good. Uh, the Super Bowl, a repeat. Uh, the Niners and Chiefs, uh, they locked horns a, a few years back, kind of. I guess, you know, the Chiefs, kind of the new Patriots and and uh, the Niners, right? They're, they're right there, too. I think it's their second Super Bowl in five years. Uh, and this will mark the end of the official holiday season. I know uh, my Uncle Eric a long time ago said, yeah, the, the holidays aren't over until until the Super Bowl and the Waste Management Open. So that is uh, going on this week. And uh, I'll say this, if you're, if you're getting ready to have a Super Bowl party, yeah, it's going to cost a lot more despite uh, what Jay Powell has to say. Heck, he was even on 60 Minutes to try to tell us uh, that that inflation's getting better, uh, but we all know the truth. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Allamericangold.com is the website. Uh, the Dow down big today. Uh, right now, what, uh, approaching 500 points to the downside. Well, let's call it 400. The S&P's down 30. The NASDAQ uh, down 115 as, uh, once again, uh, interest rates rising, uh, the debt levels rising, uh, the, the Senate Wants to spend another $118 billion that we don't have. But we've already said 2024, the year of chaos. I think we're just going to, this is probably going to be the norm. Really big swings day to day, week to week, month to month, depending on uh, what the news is of the day we've talked about the need you gotta be diversified you gotta you gotta take more protection uh than, than you have in a long time you know talking about uh, one of the things we'll talk about jay paul talking about the banks in 08 and how's that gonna look like but it's the reason why we bring uh joey on uh every monday because listen when you've got the old 401ks, the IRAs, uh, you need to have somebody in your corner that isn't a bank. He's from Northwestern Mutual. They are not a bank. They're not, heck, they don't even play the stock market. They're like, nah, we don't need you telling us what to do. Uh, they're, they're, you know, the highest rated place out there. You can get up to $500,000 of insured money. You don't go to the banks. It's only $250,000, uh, $500,000. And then uh, the other 
other thing is, you know, like a lot of things, you don't think about how stock the stock market's evolved and they've got ETFs now and things that things of that nature. Uh, insurance is another way where a lot of people are locking in some really good returns year after year without the risk. And, and, and that's why we have Joey with us. Joey, uh, again, very volatile week, obviously very volatile day-to-day. Jay Powell doing a lot of talking. The need for diversity probably uh, as great as it's been going back to 08. Yeah, it's, it's been certainly crazy times, and, and diversification – throughout history has just been winning year over year. And it's super important with an election year coming up and all these crazy things going on in our world today that we are being more careful and conservative with the way we're saving and investing our dollars. And our clients appreciate talking and working with us because we're looking at every avenue possible to make sure that, that when these bad times come, the market is going up and it's going down, that they always have a place where they can pull some money from, whether it's through an insurance policy or through their investment accounts or a money market account. But we just want to make sure that at the end of the day, your money is working harder than you and that it's safe. The biggest thing I hear, especially listeners on KHNC, is really just making sure we're preserving their wealth and we're getting them some growth from year to year. But making sure that these tax bombs are having retirement is not going to be a problem. And that while they are saving and preserving their wealth, they're doing it in a tax-efficient manner. Um, and, and to those of you who are entering retirement or maybe even in retirement, I think it'd be a great time for us to have a conversation just to see if there's any way we can make things more efficient, but more importantly, get a second eye, second review on your investment account to make sure those are invested correctly and you're not taking on too much risk year over year. Would you say that's kind of the two... Uh, the two big things that you're noticing, especially uh, those that are getting closer to retirement, or like you said, maybe they've just uh, entered retirement recently, is uh, those 401ks, uh, those IRAs, they, they worked really hard uh, to put themselves in a really good position. And now that they're almost to the finish line, uh, that, that they're really not set up very well from either a tax perspective or uh, they're, they're set up to be that they're actually being overly aggressive and, and really setting themselves up for uh, a lot of risk that they don't need to take. Yeah, ultimately, I will tell you that mo- most of the clients that we talk to that are in their late 50s, late 60s, and they're entering retirement, you know, they really haven't looked at these accounts. And I can hear the, the commercial coming on, so I'll touch on that after the break. Right, we'll be right back with Joey. Stay with us. Picture Radio News Hour on this Monday.
Joe and Jason here on this Monday. Uh, we got Joey with us. Uh, his number 602-909-9048. And, and right before the break, we we're talking about, you know, a certain age group. Hey, uh, you're in your 50s. Uh, maybe you're in your 60s. Uh, you're close to retiring. Or maybe you, you've just recently retired and and the two things uh that joey's been pointing out that the two biggest areas are not being properly set up for for taxes right so you you know you that 401k that you did such a great job saving up for uh you're giving too much of that to uncle sam and and then on the second side of it Joey, it's the amount of risk that people are taking. A lot of people, hey, you've gotten to where you're going to need to be. As long as you play your cards right, you're going to be just fine. And and they're overexposed. They're they're carrying way too much risk, which all of a sudden, especially if you've retired one bad year in the market, and and, and next thing you know, they went from, hey, you're, you're in good shape to, hey, you know what? You're, you've got a problem now. You're, you're going to be short. Yeah, those are the two biggest problems. One, usually being with our client pension retirement, is their investments are just taking up way too much risk, and they're being way too aggressive. And, you know, you've done a great job of saving. You have enough money built up in there to last you for your retirement. And you're one bad year and a couple of bad decisions away from really shooting yourself in the foot. Um, and then the other side is the taxation of these dollars when we do decide to pull from them and live off what we've saved. And, and the biggest thing is required minimum distribution, right? You, you reach the age of 72, the government is going to make you withdraw from those funds. What are some ways, if we don't need the money today, to save that money later on more tax efficiently? So we're doing tax loss harvesting every year. We're converting traditional dollars to tax-free Roth dollars every year, and we're doing this all inside our clients' income tax brackets to make sure we're not jumping up from 14% to 22%. And by doing this and just restructuring things around and not even saving more money, just maneuvering them in different spots, our clients year over year are saving about 3% on the taxation of these dollars um, after getting 6% return year-to-date on their investments, and, and they love that as they're entering retirement, their money's going up. We're, we're at least pacing with inflation and beating it, but more importantly, we're turning those taxable dollars into tax-free dollars over time. Yeah, and that's really, you know, when you when you think about, hey, hey, we're, 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 we're getting you a good rate of return, but on top of it, hey, look, we're going to save you another 3% on the tax side. And, and, and 3%, you're like, well, you know, that's a good chunk of money. But some people might say, well, it's not a ton of money. But but it, it's 3% this year, 3% next year, 3% the year after that. You know, it, it's a ton of money over the course of 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, it, it is a lot of money, and that, that certainly does add up. And, and the nice thing is with our clients is they know that they get to call us whenever they want. We are always available. We are always getting back the same day just to make sure we're on top of things. But, but most importantly, you have someone you, you can trust in your corner. As these laws change, the rules change, the contribution limits to different vehicles change, 
you're constantly up to date on that and making sure you're doing everything correctly so the IRS and Uncle Sam aren't going to be knocking on your door. Um, so to everyone out there who's planning for retirement, you're in retirement, you've done a great job of saving, but you just don't have a plan to distribute your wealth, it's probably the hardest part of our financial planning is how do we spend down everything we worked for our entire life to build up. And if we haven't had a conversation yet or you've been wanting to reach out, you can reach me at my personal cell, which is 602-909-9048. Again, that is 602-909-9048. If I miss your call, just leave me a voicemail or shoot me a text, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, but as always, it's a pleasure to come on here every Monday, and I hope everyone has a great week and enjoys the Super Bowl. There you have it. Uh, that's Joey. He'll be back with us next week. Uh, but make sure, listen, This, if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, you know, we had Jay Powell, Jason. He was on 60 Minutes uh, yesterday and, and just really reiterating kind of what he said in, the, in his uh, – Press conference after the interest rate hike. Well, it wasn't a hike. Uh, the, the leaving rates unchanged, but kind of saying, "Hey, we're we're still waiting. We want to make sure that uh, we have inflation really under control before we commit to rate cuts." But yet, saying you know the same thing, which is. Rate cuts are going to happen at some point this year. They're just not going to happen in March. But he actually said a lot more than that. Now, this this is what, you know, Wall Street is, is going to focus in on is they're like, okay, well, if it's not going to be in March, well, is it going to be in May or is it going to be uh, maybe a little after that? But what's really interesting is they finally got down to – talking about the banks after they were talking about rate cuts and how many cuts and uh, when they're going to begin and, and all of those things, they, they got into talking about what's happening in the banks and they talked about what was going on with the, the losses in commercial real estate. But it was interesting that when he was talking about banks, he said that he doesn't think that this is going to look like 2008. I don't think there's a risk of a repeat of 2008. You know, we need to be careful about making uh, proclamations and proclamations about this, particularly in the future. Things have surprised us a lot. In talking about the banks, uh, but they think, and this is their quote, Jason, I think it's a manageable problem. I think what Jay Powell just pretty much said is, hey, we're going to have more bank failures. Uh, and we're hoping that it isn't the magnitude of 2008, you know, in our, our base scenario, it's not that, but we've been surprised before. Yeah, you know, I... Uh... I remember the last time I, I thought it was just a couple of two about three years ago, but I guess it was almost four years ago. The last time I saw a, a Fed guy on 60 Minutes, right? right. And it ended up being March March 22nd, 
2020, right at the beginning of coronavirus, and Neil Kashkari came on and started talking about, we can print all the money we want. And boy, did they. <laughs> so, I'm starting to think whatever uh, whatever the, the Fed Chief Jerome Powell said, he's, they're probably going to do exactly what he's saying. And uh, to, to what length, though, is going to be the problem? How much damage right. is, is what he's saying going to do? Because, boy, I mean, I, I remember that Neil Kashkari said, wow, he, this guy just said he's going to print money like crazy. And, man, all everybody was worried about was, was COVID, and they did exactly as they were told. Almost makes you think the end of March thing is coming, Joe, and, and whatever yeah. emergency gets raised, everyone's going to forget about this appearance on, on, on 60 Minutes, where they can come back March and say, well, we told you. We told you right. we were going to do this. March is going to be interesting. There are going to be banks that have to be closed, Jay Powell said. They're going to be merged out of, out of existence because of this. There'll be smaller banks, I suspect, for the most part. You know, the, uh, there are losses. It's a secular change in the use of, of downtown real estate. And the losses and the results will be losses for the owners and for the lenders but again, maintaining it feels like, don't worry, it's going to be a manageable problem. And this has always been the issue. It's always manageable right up until it isn't manageable. Right, Jason? He's saying banks are going to be closing. He's saying it out loud. No, that's, out loud. That's, like, that's the same thing as in March. It's March 22. The, the, the country shut down on March 13th. Essential. The, uh, the the presidential emergency was March 13th on Friday, and then the the, the close down of the country was that Monday, was uh, the 16th, right? And then Neil Kashkari comes in in a week. It's like, well, I'm not sure how the economy is going to fare in this situation, but we'll print money if we have to. And yeah, and the, and the economy crashed. It crashed and burned. Remember, Joey? It was just, it was, it was dramatic. How bad it was. D- down days of 2,500 points, up days of 1,000, then back down another 15. It was it was dramatic, but it was so fast, and everybody was so distracted with the, the emergency that they didn't see, you know, how a lot of really rich people enriched themselves. Small businesses were being smashed and, and, and destroyed, and then they just printed like crazy to get us to where we are today, 2024. They bought us, what, four years, Joe? Four years. Yeah, and, and, and you got to remember, we're living with the mistakes that the Federal Reserve has made. Uh, the reason uh, that these losses are so bad. I mean, when's the last time you heard the head of the Federal Reserve on mainstream, and forget about being on the stock channel, just any, I don't care what type of TV, talking about, hey, there's going to be more bank closures. And almost trying to make it sound like, well, you know, it's no big deal. You know, yeah, we're we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to close banks and we're gonna have to merge banks out of existence. But you know, hey, don't worry because they'll just be small ones. I think maybe, right? Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, it really uh, just gives you an idea. Of, of how bad things really are and how they how they've done such a good job of of making you believe that it's still okay right like somehow well 
don't be that worried, you know, uh, you know, because look at he he sounds like uh, they're going to be able to 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 keep it manageable. And that was kind of the big word that they used. Oh, well, it, it's going to be a manageable problem. Right. It, it really, it, it, you know, think about let me let me ask you, how manageable was it really? Silicon Valley Bank. It wasn't a big listen. I'll be honest, had had any of you, now maybe there's a couple, had any of you ever heard of that bank before? Mm-mm. No, no. this wasn't a bank people heard of. Yeah, maybe, you know, the billionaires, some rich people uh, on Wall Street knew about it. Maybe the, the big tech companies in California kind of knew about this bank. No one knew about this bank. Signature, signature bank? Anyone know that bank? No. These weren't huge banks. And, and now already uh, the, the, the bank that took over Signature's deposit, now they've got a problem, right? This bank's got a problem. And, and the head of the Fed is going out on TV. I, I, again, I don't know what people hear. I, I think this is a case. People hear what they want to hear. And, of course, the market's all as because they know stocks are way overpriced if rates are going to stay uh, at this level. And, and, and talking about, you know, inflation, this and that, believe me. Believe me when I tell you the, the, the problem is very simple. We've got a debt problem, and it's everywhere, and it is so poorly priced because of what the central bank did taking interest rates to zero and leaving them there for over 15 years has created a problem that jason and it's on all the bank's balance sheets and you started to see the size of these write downs you know this isn't hey we're, we we took a five percent loss or we we, we took a ten percent loss no, these banks are taking 50 and 60% losses. I mean, it, it, again, I think people just want to hear what they want to hear. And the realities are, as Jason said, the Fed has done. Give them credit. They've been telling you what's going to happen. And he's telling you banks are going down. 800-951-0592. More banks now. Raising their gold and silver forecast for 2024, UBS saying gold is going to be pushed higher again this year, a weaker dollar as the Fed, when the Fed starts to lower rates, uh, saying the metal is going to be uh, up to at least $2,200 by the end of the year. I'm talking about, hey, 10%, I, I think that's... That's probably very conservative uh, when it comes to that. On the on the other side of things, on silver, uh, they expect like we do. Silver is going to uh, outperform, we believe, this year. You know, let's face it, uh, silver's been uh, trailing gold lately in over the last several years. And, and silver's had a couple of good years. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Silver was only $18. So uh, it's not like it's it's been horrible, but we expect a, a bigger move in silver. And I always use uh, the analogy that they're brothers, you know, gold. So the older brother, silver's the younger brother. Uh, UBS calls silver the poorer cousin. 
Either way, same thing. Th these guys are family. They run together. Silver, right, like like a little brother would, right? You know, you got to be home for dinner at 6, and, and big brother, you're at the park, and you're playing, and big brother's like, hey, it's time to go, little brother. You know, and, and little brother's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the swings. I'm still playing around. And so big brother's like, hey, whatever, you're going to get in trouble when we get home. And, and, and gold takes off. Big brother took off. Well, you know how it is. Little brother's going to press his luck for a little bit. And just as big brother's getting out of sight, what happens, right? He takes off running. And I think that's exactly what uh, I anticipate is going to happen uh, in silver this year, Jason. We could definitely see. Listen, we're going to get, uh, by all accounts, a really good return in, in the gold markets, uh, very similar to last year's returns. Uh, but on the silver side, we, we can see even bigger uh, returns and potentially much bigger returns. I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, silver having a, a 20, 30, heck, even, you know, the, the possibilities are there, especially with the shortages in silver now uh, to see, you know, a, a return of 50%. You know, silver is $22, 50% return. Puts it at 33. That's that's not outrageous. No, silver can really move and move fast. I mean, so can gold. But I mean, gold is is uh, gold is very dependable. It's 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 uh, it moves when it's supposed to move. But you're right, Joe. There's there's been times when silver's been overbought and it goes way way too high. And then there's other times where silver just kind of lags, and it seems like it's being uh, uh, pushed down on purpose. But uh, it's a, it's a physical metal, and and the physical markets can move the paper markets if the uh, the buying starts to hit hard enough. I mean, uh, 1980 and 2011. I mean, silver was moving, man. It was really moving, and and uh, yeah, it, it went a little too hot. But right now is the time to buy it before it gets really hot. You know, get get it while it's lagging, like Joe's saying, it's lagging. It's it's uh, it's it's a great time to buy it, and I think in today's instant gratification gold and silver is just really hard for people to get to understand when they first get into it because it's just it looks like a turtle but if you just you know you put the turtle out in the yard and, and go to sleep take a nap for a couple hours it'll make it to the other side of the yard just fine you know and what were you doing you got to take a nap and relax you know, good luck watching the markets and all these other asset classes you can get involved in joe were uh, massive uh, ups and downs and, and and you can get wiped out because some guy was crooked in the ceo position of what you know, abc company or or whatever but uh a ceo can't go out there and bring more gold out of the ground or go hide it you know there's it's, it's just there right joe it's it's not as controllable as as these other things it's not as uh corrupt so yeah i uh Silver can roll. It can roll, Joe. It can roll, and it can roll really fast for sure. Well, the one thing that that, and I think the the analysts when they're talking about it, um, the one thing that people uh, need to realize is silver went through a number of years where they were producing more than what was needed, uh, and and not a lot more, but they were producing more silver than needed and for almost 10 years from about 2013 to 2021 and, and you know they ran surpluses 
In other words, silver stockpiles, above ground silver stockpiles were growing. That all changed. You know, 2022, uh, there ended up being a, a pretty healthy shortage that took about, you know, 40% of that excess storage that was sitting above ground. 2023, it took the rest. It's all gone now. There, there isn't that big overhang when it comes to supply. And now this year, Jason, they're forecasting another huge shortage. And so when we're looking at why is it, why is silver potentially going to make this big charge? Uh, because both the metals, because of the situation that we're in, and look at Jay Powell. Hey, we're going to have bank closures. We're going we're gonna to have the merge banks out of existence. We're going to cut rates this year because that's what he said. Now, he also said, hey, it's not going to be March, but, but we're going to be cutting rates this year, which, which tells you they expect more slowdown in the economy. The dollar is going to be weaker. Uh, you're going to naturally get this gold and silver move. And, and Jason, when that move comes, people are going to start to realize this. People, you know, they don't pay attention that much. Oh, wait a minute. Man. There really isn't that much silver out there. And then all of a sudden, that's when you wake up and, and silver's up $2 in a day. It's up $5 in a week. Right? I mean, think about what happened. Remember what happened to nickel uh, and things like that? The, the, you know, there, there's that potential there to have really big moves uh, because, Jason, they just don't have the supply that they normally have, in the, especially in the silver markets. People are used to being able, hey, there's plenty of silver out there. That is not the case this year. Yeah, I always like the guys that have been buying for a couple of decades, you know, buying gold and silver. I bought $20 gold pieces. They were 300 bucks, you know, 500 bucks. I hear the guys, oh, I bought Silver Eagles for three bucks, four, four bucks each. Yeah, I was buying rolls at 80 bucks. Guys are bought, bought rolls of Silver Eagles for 80 bucks each. And now, and now we've bounced around 600 this year, you know, on last year. 600 bucks for all Silver Eagles. I'm talking not 1900s, you know, which you were starting to talk a long time ago. That was the 2000s, right, Joe? You could buy this stuff so much cheaper. And these moves are fairly dramatic if you look at them. They, they move the price up fairly high, very quick. So 800-951-0592. Time to stock up, right, Joe? Absolutely. We're going to help you do it when we return. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour here on this Monday. Uh, today, uh, Silver Eagles. You know, we had them on sale last week at, at 595. Got silver down today. So guess what? Even more affordable. $590 to the roll. If you buy a case, the Green Monster box of 500 save another $5 a roll. $14,500 on, on cases of U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, for those of you looking at, hey, you know what? Uh, that's a little rich for my blood, or, or I want even uh, more 
and better barterable material, uh, rolls of silver dimes, $95. Rolls of silver quarters, $190. And then my favorite, rolls of silver half dollars at $200. So a dime roll, that's $5 face value. That's 50 silver dimes. Uh, for for below a hundred bucks at only ninety five dollars rolls of silver quarters that's a ten dollar face value roll so that's forty silver quarters at a hundred and ninety dollars and and then the the half dollars again another ten dollar face value roll that's twenty half dollars uh, for two hundred dollars the rolls of silver eagles that's a roll of twenty. 21-ounce silver coins, uh, $590. And then that case of silver eagles, uh, Jason, that's 501-ounce silver eagles, 25 rolls of 20. They come in a what we call the green monster box. It's it's like a shoebox uh, that weighs 42 pounds. Uh, that's a case of Silver Eagles, $14,500. And then on the gold side, uh, I've got less, I don't even have 100 of them. i got less than $120 gold pieces. They're going to be Liberties or Saints uh, right now, and, and uh, we're going to heat those up. $2,200 on a $20 gold piece at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Jason, we got gold down fifteen bucks at twenty twenty. Silver's down about forty cents right now. And and again, the Dow, uh, you know, having another uh, again a down day on the J Powell comments on almost four hundred points because uh, rate cuts are going to be a little later than they were hoping for, which means more problems for the banks. That's correct. That's correct. So, yeah, I, I was uh, not paying attention this weekend when Jerome Powell was coming on 60 Minutes. I don't, you know, I, I don't do a lot of network television, so it's hard to, <laughs> to know when these when these appearances are happening. But uh, I, I would say very ominous, Joe, to have him on 60 Minutes. It's uh, just the reason I, you brought it up. The first thing that came to my mind is I remember when that other Fed guy came on. And, and all hell broke loose and everybody was freaked out with COVID. And this guy is saying, well, well. We'll give out money here. We'll give out money there. Small businesses, we'll give them money. Anybody that wants to get through the shutdown, or, you know, he's just, he's like, I don't know if it's how bad it's going to be, but if we're going to get through it, uh, the Fed will do what it, what it has to do. And, you know, he was, you know, the, the Neil Kashkari interview was very, uh, I have the power kind of kind of feel to that. Uh, Jerome Powell doesn't really, he doesn't do the He-Man thing, Joe. He doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't act like he's the all-powerful. He tries to be uh, kind of like your grandpa, I think. He just he just wants to keep you calm, tell you everything's going to be all right, right? As, as you know, if, if grandpa lost his job and dad lost his job and the whole family's going to lose the house, grandpa's not going to come to you. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to lose the house. We're going to be on the street and we're starving to death. But he's saying right. it in a really nice way. But Neil Kashkari was you like, know what? Yeah, we'll just do we'll do whatever we want. Yeah, and again, you know, we're going to watch the data, watch the data. Uh, I didn't even get into the jobs data. Boy, we learned a lot after the fact. Uh, this 353,000 jobs created, the actual unadjusted number was down 3 million, which makes sense. I think there was a huge 
over adjustments, what they call the seasonal adjustment. Because we knew outside of Amazon, everybody else hired less. Uh, so that number may not have been nearly as good as what we were led to believe, but we'll wait and see. Uh, but something else to be aware of for the first time ever. We're going to have to sell more than $10 trillion in debt in 2024. Think about that uh, the amount of debt rolling over. Almost a third of the debt needs to be rolled over this year. $8.9 trillion of old debt is coming due. So, you know, whether that's a three-month, six-month, two-year, five-year, seven-year, 10-year, 20-year, 30-year, all of these things that we already sold once come due. And here's the problem. Most of that is coming due when the rates were really low. Right? Think about all the stuff under 10 years old. They bought it for nothing. So it's going to be a huge increase in borrowing costs for us. Then you have to factor in the debt. Right now, they're hoping it's only another $2 trillion. Right? That, that, that means we've got to roll over $11 trillion. Right? Somewhere between, let's say, 11 and $12 trillion needs to be uh, re, I guess, re-loaned out. Somewhere we got to find, you know, somebody willing to buy $12 trillion of U.S. debt in a single year. And here's the problem. It doesn't get any better from here on out, right? The debt just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, you, you kind of see the problems that are facing Jay Power. They're facing Grandpa. He's telling it to you in a really nice way, though. Does it make it any better? Get that silver put away. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Monday. And and Jason, you know, we're, we're watching uh, all of these things play out. We're, we're seeing, you know, uh, all the dangers of the amount of debt we're in. And then uh, over the weekend, the Senate. Hey, we want to spend another 118 billion because uh, we gotta we 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 gotta give money to Israel. We got we've gotta give money. You know, we're gonna give some money to the border. Another 60 billion dollars to Ukraine. Uh, and again, I think this debt on arrival at uh, in the House. You know what was so funny? Their big move was gonna be well, uh, if you if you will just give us money we can't afford. So we can fund all these wars. Uh, we'll give you some money for the border, and we promise, pinky swear promise, that we're only going to let in 1.5 million illegals every year uh, instead of uh, the the close to 3 million a year that have been cr- coming across right now. So, uh, you know, sounds like a great deal to me. So interesting how they actually have a number. You know, they have a number yes. picked out. Yeah. 
Listen, oh, I'm sure know, they're going to do get rid of the Border Patrol. We're going to have the bouncers at the bars. They're going to now be at the border. You know, they'll, they'll sit on the, 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 that, that high stool and, and uh, they'll check IDs and then they'll have that little counter in their hand, right? When they get the 5000 a day, when they get to the five, oh, oh, that's 5000 Yep, so you got to hold it right there. You got right. They'll get the velvet rope out and say, "Up, oh, nope, you, you, you've got to wait. Someone's, someone's either got to leave or, or you got to wait till the next day uh, before you can come in." I wish the media would uh, ask the question. You know, it's these are you know simple questions. I mean, uh, obviously they uh, they choose. I guess I it seems to me they choose guys that don't ask good questions. But I would, if I were in the press, I'd be like. Why is it 1.5 million? What? Why that number? What about 1.2 million or 1.75 million? How did you come up with that one? You know, you know, they, you know, they try to get them to explain how they came to that number. Why? Why isn't it 0.9 million? Why is it 800,000? Right? But the, yeah, they got that number, right, Joe? It's, it's like uh, they, uh, does it make you them know, smart that they have a number? I, I, I have a feeling that, and you've talked about this. That we're not having enough kids. Is that right. what they think the replacement number is? Do they think right. that that that's right? That hey, you know what? We're 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 1.5 million babies a year short, and and so uh, we 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 need to have you know this many uh, just just so uh, we can say that GDP went up a little bit. I, I don't know. In the world, about 150,000 people die every day. That's that's a kind of an average number. So, of course, a lot of those are going to be retired and elderly. But some of those we've seen in the news, there's, there's people of all ages dying, you know, and and those people have to be replaced. And if, if you're not replacing them in the natural way, then I guess uh, uh, Ill- illegal. Uh, immigration, not, not natural immigration, illegal immigration to, to, to fill the not the non-natural replacement of workers, I guess, Joe. Because I know that people think about all kinds of things that's going on, but to have a system to, for those guys in the bank, those bankers and those, you know, those guys in t- tall towers, they have to have people doing the jobs. It's no fun ruling the world if you can't have someone running it for you. you got to have someone there, right? Amen to that. 800-951-0592. Put that gold and silver away. Jason and I, we're coming right back with the Half Empty Cup. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 